0: What compassion does is it, it reaches children because children are the next generation. You want to change a community, start with the next generation because you can, you can impact the entire world that way. And we believe that as a church here is open arms. We want to raise the next generation. We want to change Ireland from the inside out. But, but we want to also reach out. Ireland has an incredible history of mission. Like we are the most generous nation in the world. Uh, not just for, for years and years and years when it's reaching into mission. And so I believe that the church has to be the forefront of that, has to be pioneers into that. And so when we started Open Arms, we started with the compassion, Director of Compassion, Arlen, Darren, and Erica Sharp. And, and we had planned to actually, the Sunday that we were going to do this, was the 12th of, or 13th of March, 2020. It was the Sunday that was shut down. So, so we've been preparing this. And so basically, I'm going to introduce uh, Maje Tilson, who is, who is here with us today. Who's going to share the vision and the heart and the the how to and what we're a part of and what we're connecting in with. Well, firstly, I want to set up a video uh, from Pastor Sean Malarkey, who is the National Director of Christian Churches Ireland. So we are a part of Christian Churches Ireland. It's, a, it's, it's the fastest growing um, church organization in Ireland today. We've got 40 churches. Our, our goal in the next 10 years is grow to 60 to 70 churches by planting churches and starting new churches. But, but we've committed as a group 40 churches to impact one area. So, so what happens with compassion is they connect people with children across the world. And we said when we were starting out in this, well, what happens if we adopt a country? We adopt a movement that's happening there and that we'd all get to gather in together. So we have adopted the nation of Togo. And within the nation of Togo, we've adopted the, the children and the community and said, let's let's join together as a church that we could, you know, each individual church could impact a certain area. But what happens if we impacted thousands of children and, and see that? And so we as Open Arms back in 2019 got to send a team of people, part of CCI, to go and to actually see what was going on there. And Pastor Sean was there and he was able to record Um, A little bit of of what it was like there, to share his heart and vision, because he was on the ground and got to see that. And just to be able to share with you and and, and see what it's like and the impact it is. But but what we're going to do is, I'm going to hand this over to Maj in just a moment. But this is all about children and impacting children's lives. Children that we haven't met, but children that we can connect with. And so, You know, this is not just a photograph and a piece of paper. It represents a life. In fact, the child's life. It's it's not just impacting the child; it's impacting the family, which will in turn will impact the generations to come, which in turn will impact the nation and the world. And so, this is little Isaac. I've got four boys, and I went out. I just want to pick out. This is Isaac. Same as my son, Isaac. We want to. We want to adopt. Children in our family need to be a part of it. It's one thing that's on our heart. And so all it is per month, 30 euros a month to impact the life that each of us could commit to. Each of us could do that. Each of us could cut down the Starbucks that we take once a week that costs 17 euros for a coffee, right? We could, each of us could make, could make all these different cuts to impact the life. So I want to challenge you in this. I want to challenge every single person to adopt a child today. Because I know you can. And I can make that challenge. Maje may not be able to make that challenge. I can make that challenge. Every single family impact a child or adopt a child to impact a family. We can do that. So let's commit to that. And so I'm going to introduce Pastor Sean Malarkey, who's going to just a five-minute video, and then Maje is going to come up straight afterwards. Thank you.
1: Hey friends, here I am in the home of Rachel, our sponsored child and we've been greeted so warmly by Emmanuel, her dad uh, and Rachel herself. We've just had a lovely, lovely time here in their home, Uh, a six by six square room with a corrugated roof that at home we would call a shed. I knew that we were coming to see poverty, and I knew that we were coming to see our sponsored child. I never expected to feel, smell, receive um, such an overwhelming experience in this place. The poverty is dire, the needs are so real, the challenges are so daunting, and it would be just too overwhelming if I didn't believe in the power of God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit if I didn't believe in the generosity of people like you and if I didn't believe in the heart that God has put in the Irish nation for those who have many many challenges in life You know when you you come here your whole sensory experience is attacked and Everything has to be taken in and understood on a different level to the life that we live and the life that we love. You understand how people in these circumstances have the joy of the Lord because they have very little else to enjoy. You understand that when people love each other and do community that they do it with such depth because people are what matter here and real community is something to behold and to experience in this place. I've just been so overwhelmed and so blown away by the experience here. It has given me a great desire to express to you uh, our hearts to help here and for you to know even just after meeting an amazing dad and his beautiful daughter that the smallest of giving goes such a long way here and how if we can combine our resources and combine our hearts and if we can combine our giving and move as a community of churches and be a real community of churches in Christian Churches Ireland that we can have an incredible impact in this place in Lome around some rural parts of Lome here in Togo. These are beautiful people, these are extraordinary people. You will come, you will come and you will have your hearts melted uh, in the presence of these incredible hearts, these beautiful people. I'm so grateful that I'm able to communicate to you and to be able to ask you to get on board. In the past, it's been very difficult for me as a pastor to ask people to give and to pour out from their resources. Because in Ireland we know the way that that goes down. But you know what? I will never stop asking. I will never stop seeking help for these people because they are worth it. And the Lord has sent us here to be a blessing. And the Lord has brought us here for times such as this. And I pray that the Lord will help us to catch the vision that God has poured into our hearts for these people, for this time because in Jesus, the best for many here is yet to come. Thanks so much. Keep us in prayer and let's see what God will do in the future for his glory. Amen.
2: Hello, hi. (laughs) Let's mention my name is Mage. And I'm here on behalf of Compassion Ireland, and I'm just really, really love to be here with you. What an amazing, life-giving and life-changing church you are. And from the day that we set foot on here, we really felt the open arms. So thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for the rest of the team. And it's just great to see some familiar faces as well. So I'm here with my husband, Dave. Dave, over there, just wave your hand. And also our team of volunteers. (laughs) And, you know, I just really love that we get to do this together. And what an amazing privilege that we get to share about Jesus transforming lives, you know. And even this role of being able to come and speak on behalf of children who's got no voice. So, very briefly, if you're wondering where is our accent coming from, I'm from the Philippines. I lived there most of my life. Been living here now in Ireland for eight years. Met a paddy. And got, um, you know, I recently got my Irish citizenship, and so, (laughs) woohoo! And I just want to practice my Gaelic. Is that okay? I hope there's no teacher here. Okay. All right, so here goes. (laughs) Gorev ma'agot. So, for those who don't know, it means, um, what does it mean? Oh my gosh! (laughs) Thank you. Um, so don't ask me to spell it. I've definitely failed. All right. So what just what a gift to be able to come together and worship like this, hey? Yeah. And so let's just give it up to the worship team. And for all the volunteers who have come here to set up so early and so cheerfully, I don't know how you do it <laughs> I need my cup of coffee and my, by the way, my coffee's not seventeen euro bucks <laughs> um it could be probably with with a slice of cake Sean yeah? yeah seventeen euros a cup of coffee and maybe two slices of cake right there you go <laughs> um so do you know what um Like you, Open Arms Church, and the rest of CCI, I am believing that God once more wants to use this nation in powerful ways. Amen? After all, I'm Irish. And We're half Irish, Irishino. And so after seeing Pastor Sean's video there, most of you would have known um, the movement. This is a fast-growing community of churches. And I love this because it's a movement of a bunch of people who just really have a heart for Jesus. Their heart burning for Jesus. But they're not just saying it, but they're actually doing it in action. And that's really exciting because, you know, the God that we serve is a global God. And he has a heart. For all nations. And so I sincerely believe this that every time God wants to do something in a nation, in this case, the focus nation of Togo, God uses and is looking for his people. His church local church, and that's you and me together, it's the local churches changing the nations. And so today, we're going to launch, as Pastor Sean mentioned, it was supposed to be launched, but it's a long overdue launch of our partnership together. It's really exciting because, you know, Togo is such a beautiful country, and the people there are just really, really beautiful. So for those of you who don't know, and may be wondering, and you want to become part of compassion. Compassion exists to release children living in extreme poverty in Jesus' name. And I love that part because part of our mission is the name of Jesus. There is no way that we can do anything without the name of Jesus. And our mission, our vision is to produce thriving Christ followers who are positively influencing their world. So the compassion difference is this. We approach it in three Cs. First, we're Christ-centered. Everything that we do is a response to what Jesus first and has already done for us. Second, we are church-centered based. We are church, and we want to see church making a difference, and we do it through the local church because that is the mandate that was given to us. It's the local church, us working together, having the heart for the poor. And lastly, we're child-focused, and this is the part I get really, really excited about, and I'll give you five reasons. Are you ready? All right, they matter to Jesus. They're the most receptive to the gospel. There are a lot of them, (laughs) There are, they are also the least of people who would be able to change circumstances in their lives, and also they have a lifetime ahead of them. Yeah. And truth of the matter is, once you have a spiritual foundation, and you would agree this with me, you have it for life. Yeah. So, you know, open arms killed dare. Um, your sister site, is already sponsoring children in Togo. And I praise God for his faithfulness through his people. And I look forward to joining Kildare next Sunday and to celebrate God's faithfulness. And so I just want to encourage you because we're part of this as a family. Um, And so one of the most significant things that we're doing, that we can do in this lifetime is not just doing church, but being church. And that is what I love about Christian Churches Ireland. That is what I love about Open Arms Church. And I want you to get excited about this because since Compassion was founded in 1952, we are now serving 2.2 million children. Praise God. And we cannot do this if it weren't for our local churches in the nations and with the churches that we're partnering here with. And we do this across 25 countries. And let me repeat, 2.2 million children. Now, sometimes it's hard to wrap that number around our head. But each number is a name, a face. And every number behind the name is a story. So I just really want to encourage you that, each number, each phase has a story. And speaking of stories, we have over 1 million children that have graduated from the program, which means their stories are pretty incredible stories. There's so many of them, I don't even know where to start, but there's one particular story that really stood out. And I'd like for you to meet Richmond. So there is this man or boy, uh, a story of a boy named Richmond and a girl named Heather. Richmond grew up in extreme poverty in Uganda, and he has battled malaria over 10 times. When he had a sponsor, or when he heard he has a sponsor, it didn't make sense to him. I mean, why would anybody be interested in investing in his education, his healthcare, or his well being? I mean, why would anyone do that without wanting anything in return? Because who does that, right? Jesus. Now, it turns out his sponsor is a 15-year-old Heather, a teenager, a girl from America who used her child-minding money to start sponsoring Richmond at the age of eight. A teenager, because of her obedience and sacrifice, it paved the way for Richmond to experience the incredible love of Jesus. This girl just committed herself to him. Because she didn't know how Richmond will turn out. But Richmond continued to describe her as someone brave, courageous, a risk taker. Fast forward, Richmond Wandera is now called Dr. Richmond Wandera, is the senior pastor of New Life Baptist Church in Kampala, Uganda. The very same church that helped his family out of the desperate situation. And he is also the president and founder of Pastors Discipleship Network, which is now training 6,000 churches across the five countries of East Africa, creating an impact on 750,000 lives. All glory to our God. And guess what, he also sits at the Compassion UK Board of Directors, and this is the first time that somebody, a former Compassion child, has been appointed to our board. One girl, one act of obedience, and I just love how God is so faithful to multiply what little Heather had, was able to offer out of her cheerful heart. And this brings me back to the story of the multiplication of the feeding of the thousand, 5,000 plus plus. um, It's like the miracle of the little boy who had five loaves and two fish. And guess what? God is so faithful, he will multiply it. And so for those of you who are wondering why give... Why get involved in all of this? You know, oftentimes when we talk about sponsorship, often often people only think about the money. And I'm here this morning to encourage you, inspire you, challenge you, (laughs) and stretch your tent, and then provide an opportunity to respond to this amazing privilege and responsibility that we are called. We each have a role to play to advance Jesus, advance his kingdom to the ends of the earth. So, sponsorship does really make a difference, a life-changing difference. And what does that mean exactly, Mage? We probably ask. Well, your support will provide the children with social and emotional support, access to medical checks and education, food supply, but best of all, the opportunity to know and love the Lord Jesus. Do you know a child in extreme poverty wouldn't have the same food that you and I get? There's a story about Sandeep, and um, he's a boy who grew up in India, the slums of India, and he described his living conditions only the size of an SUV, and there's no concrete walls. His walls is covered with tarpaulin, and that tarpaulin has got holes in it. That's the living condition that he is in. And he said in his testimony, every morning he wakes up, he goes to the city dumpster to shop for his food. And that is the reality that most children have to face. They have to scavenge for food. They have to think where the next meal will be coming from. But fast forward, because of your sponsorship, these children and their families do not need to go through these horrible times of having to look for food. Medical checkups. Let me tell you one conversation I had with a former compassion child. I asked her, what's the difference between you and a child who's not with compassion? She said, I get malaria, I go straight to the hospital. My parents don't even need to think where to get the money. They don't need to worry about a single thing. A child or a friend of hers, meanwhile, who lived across the street, gets malaria, doesn't get the same treatment. It is a matter of life and death. Imagine being a child without opportunities. And one more thing that I love about sponsorship is the relationship, the one-to-one relationship that you have with a child. And I love this part because we get to exchange letters with them. Do you know, to these children and their families, letters are more than just beautiful words on paper. To them, that means, I see you and you see me. That's not Avatar, is it? (laughs) Do you know what? These letters, there's one former compassion child. Um, he is now a, an Elim ordained minister based in Belfast. He grew up in India, but he was a former compassion child. And when he came over to speak at the conference, to speak on behalf of compassion, I love the part that he did was like he brought the letters from his sponsor all the way from India to here. Because that's how much he treasured those letters. And in that letter, I asked him, could I have a look? One of those letters. He opened it up to me. And his sponsor happened to be a group of primary kids in a church in America. So it's a kids ministry group of kids writing a letter to him. And his name is Jacob. And that letter was so beautifully written by these beautiful kids. They said there, dear Jacob, today we learned about David and Goliath. We are praying for you. We love you and God bless you. Do you know what? Jacob kept that letter all these years because for him, it means it's real. That they don't see the money. And I'm not saying that it's not, you know, if there's nothing wrong with that. But it's to them, it makes it even more real that somebody actually cares for them. That somebody is praying for them. I don't know about you, but it does me good when I know that somebody's praying for me, especially in very hopeless and dire conditions. And there's another beautiful story here um, about a sponsor who would always start writing letters to her sponsor child. And she would say, dear beautiful Hannah. Year after year, she starts writing those letters with dear beautiful Hannah. Now, she didn't realize that Hannah was actually being bullied in school. Now, today, beautiful Hannah graduated from the Compassion Program, and in her testimony, she says, Although you did not know me, you prayed for me, and for that girl who was told that she would be nothing, today she is standing. All because of one word, beautiful. Do you know the book of Proverbs says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And so know that every love letter you send to your child is transformational to them. In fact, I'm going to give you a challenge today. Words of affirmation are so important. And you know, everybody here in this room will probably have experienced this. One word from the Lord can make a massive difference. And so I want to challenge you before you leave today, one word, one word of affirmation to somebody in this room before you go and make a difference in that person's life. Um, just want to give you a very cute example. I have to remember this. I gave this challenge to a church um, somewhere else, and I, there was an eight-year-old, in the, in, eight-year-old boy in the room, and I didn't realize that he was listening to this. And he was so good because he actually paid attention to my challenge. And so I was having a chat after service, and um, I thought the person I was chatting with was, her mom, was his mom. And so he stood there patiently, waiting until I was done chatting. And then after I chatted with the, with, with the lady, he came up to me and said, you did a great job. Do <laughs> you know what? God blessed that boy. God used that boy to bless me. And so please know, God is using, looking for somebody to use today to bless somebody. So let you not be that person today. <laughs> and so... All right, so there's another thing that I'd like to say now. Like I've often heard this a couple of times, and tell me if this is true. I heard this saying about the Irish. The Irish are suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Rightly so. We are a very generous nation, and it's a gift, but we also have been, unfortunately, seriously been burned in the past. I just want to say, at Compassion, we take your strength We take stewardship seriously, and so please know that we have committed to integrity and transparency, and every centavo is well spent. In fact, I'm just going to challenge you, have a look at Ministry Watch, um, as well as the Charity Navigator website, where I just want to say with such honor that Compassion's rating is over 90% donor confidence score. So we just want to honor the leaders who have been looking after the accounts that there is order and I want to thank God for the stewardship. Now I go around churches all over Ireland like the apostle Paul did. I'm not an apostle. He spent five years raising money for poor Christians in Jerusalem. And he was going to churches. And there is a real massive need in Jerusalem. The taxation levels were really high. There's a persecution from the Romans. Um, He was going to different churches. And he was saying, we need to help those brothers and sisters there. So part of what compassion does and say is that there's life outside of Ireland. And so you'd probably say, Mage, I'd love to support a child, but I just can't. Well, let's have a look at scripture together, and there isn't going to be any condemnation. There isn't anything coming from here that is saying you must do this. And I'm hoping and praying that God will help us grasp a very personal, a very fresh meaning and understanding behind the giving as he reveals his heart to us personally today. And so back to the why. Grace grace it starts with God's riches at Christ's expense and it really brings us back to the heart of the gospel John 3 16 and you probably know this already by heart for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have everlasting life so how does this fit into the big picture or the big story and this is so important are you still with me fantastic so it starts with creation God created the heaven and the earth and that was the beginning soon after that man turned away from God and thought God isn't really good he doubted that God is really good and really we shouldn't be trusting him and we'd rather trust the snake so we rebelled and that brought the separation between us and God. It brought death. It brought eternal death. It brought physical death, spiritual death, and separation from God. And so that's just the beginning. Then almost everything else in scripture is God's plan to reestablish relationship with man again. And I want to emphasize this because it shows thousands of years of how God, has been patiently chasing after us. And he, his heart is really for his people. He wants to redeem that relationship that was broken. And so it started with the people group Israel. And God said, I'm going to make covenant with Israel. And through Israel, I will make my name known throughout the world. So that was God's plan. So what did God give Israel? He gave them the law, the promises, and the sacrifices. And so he said, this is how you relate to me. Here's the law. This is how you're supposed to live. And then here's the promises. And this is what I'll do for you when you play your part. Here's the sacrifices so we know how to deal with sin. But these are all foreshadow of what was yet, what was yet to come. Because can we keep the law? No. Can we keep our end of the promises? No. And can we actually, does sacrifices actually remove sin? No. And then God sent Jesus. Jesus came. He was the fulfillment of the law, the promises, and the sacrifices. He was the only one who could do it. And then it finishes with a new heaven and a new earth. So that's the arch of the story. God demonstrated his love not just by saying it, but in actual giving of himself in the person of Christ Jesus to save us from our sins so that we can have a loving relationship with a living God. You see, God is a relational God, and he was driven to restore that relationship. And so God's riches at Christ's expense, Jesus, his life, his sacrificial giving, is the expensive cost. The cross is the cost. See, we were once in the dark. Come to think of it, we all have experienced spiritual poverty, But because of Jesus, his sacrificial giving, the giving that is born out of love, now we have a hope and a future. And I love that song, that Jesus, you are my living hope. Everything that we do is a response to what Jesus has already done for us. And so the best definition of compassion I heard is love in action. And Jesus' is love personified. Jesus showed, that he showed us his way. Jesus stops for the one. He teaches about the one. He engages the one. He heals the one. He left the 99 for the one. And so I think that's one of the most powerful things about the model of compassion. It's all about the one. Begin with a child. So how do you solve a problem like poverty? You know, I must admit, nothing else upsets me than seeing injustice and poverty in this world, and I can be—it it can be so overwhelming. And poverty can be such a complex issue, but Jesus already showed us the way. Now, if I could sponsor all the children, I would, but I couldn't. I mean, if I was Jesus, man, I would just love to click my finger and let poverty go away. But then. Jesus didn't, even if he could. And I ask myself, why can't just Jesus do that? But Jesus said that's not the way it's supposed to go. Our Lord doesn't plan it that way. Our Lord actually has this other plan that involves all of us. His children seeing each other and helping one another. And that is actually how the kingdom is going to be. And it's not just up to one powerful person or the richest man on earth. It's not just up to one man's appointment. Instead, it involves each one of us together. And this is where you and I come in. You have an opportunity to make a life-changing difference in a child, to demonstrate God's love. And so with a few minutes left, you know that those of us in this room, we have something in common. We represent God's kingdom. We are the citizens of heaven. I have children with me, and I'd like you to meet Sevi. Um, Sevi is from Togo. Togo is one of the poorest nations in West Africa. If you don't know and haven't heard of Togo, Togo is a little strip of land that is bordered by Benin, Burkina Faso, and Ghana. It's a lovely country. The the coast is, like, lined up with palm trees. Um, So Sevi is age eight, and he's got a father who looks well after him, and he's part of a family of four. So Pastor Sean waved this one out a while ago. And so I just want you to remember that for each picture, for each child is a real life, real story, where we can have an impact on that child's life. And so I want to ask you this, what would it look like if somebody from Compassion knocks on their door, tells them that somebody from Ireland wants to make a difference in their lives? Do you know we're in the middle of food crisis, where families are praying every day, where will my next meal come from? And can you just imagine the amount of dancing and crying in the house? Do you know it truly is exciting to imagine that the children that we sponsor through Compassion will come up to us in heaven one day, tap us on the shoulder, look us in the eye and say, thank you. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for praying for me. And I could not think of any other greater blessing than that. So just, we've got very few minutes left. Let's watch this video. It's a short video, just two minutes And I just want you to pay attention to how much sponsorship means to these children. And then after that, I'm gonna come back up here and close. All right, brilliant, thanks.
3: You told me you were proud of me. You told me to be courageous and work hard. You said to try different things and never give up. Even when I lost hope and could no longer dream You believed in me. Back then, my family was in the depths of poverty. We didn't eat for up to four days at a time. We slept on the floor in a single room. I fell asleep to the sound of shouting and drunken fights outside. If only you knew sponsorship changed everything. I remember the day I found out you sponsored me. I ran out into my community and told everyone how I had a friend on the other side of the planet. I would now have a chance to go to school, to know the feeling of a full stomach, and to visit a doctor. The center staff became like family, loving and caring for me as one of their own. And receiving the opportunity to know Jesus saved us from another kind of poverty. I discovered that God has a plan, and a future for me, despite what my environment told me. If only you knew how much your decision that day impacted my life. You gave me the chance to dream again, hope again, and be a kid again. It mattered to me and it mattered to so many others like me.
2: Look, we can actually make a difference as one body of Christ. Now, in a moment, I'm going to be asking you to do something a little uncomfortable. It may well be a very awkward thing to do, but as Pastor Sean in the video said, I'm going to do this anyway because it is important, and these are beautiful people. And so I'd like to ask for you to please take out, bring out your phones and put them on silent mode or put them on vibrate mode, just... Um, Let's prepare for this moment. And what I want you to do is close your eyes. Go on, let's just pause for a while and keep your eyes closed until I tell you to open them. At this moment, we're just creating a space to hear from the Lord directly, not secondhand, pass down information or instruction. Because God is a personal God and he desires to share his heart to us And we are going to take this time to listen intently and intentionally. I will be reading a scripture from the book of John. Proceed to a prayer and then silence for one minute. This scripture comes from John chapter 9, verse 1 to 5. Jesus heals a man born blind. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. And thank you that you will help us. If you're comfortable, please place your hand over your heart and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for the cross. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for everything. I want to hear from you. At this point, I'm just going to turn it on for one minute timer. What is God saying to you, and how is God asking you to respond? At this point, I will ask you to open your eyes. So if you're interested to look at a child, and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and someone will hand over a profile to you. And just to be clear, there is no obligation. There is no signing up, only expressing your interest. And so at this moment... Please raise your hand now. Please keep your hand up until you receive a child profile. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our team of volunteers is going to hand out a profile to you. Thank you so much. Our lovely team will just be able to pass one on to you now over here. Thank you. So come and see me particularly if you took a profile, browse through it, lots of information there and straightforward instructions about the next steps. At the end of the service, myself and the team will be right outside at the compassion table and we can have a chat about how we can change lives together. And up on the screen, you get the scan QR code or visit compassion.ie You can stay engaged and connected with us. There's lots of beautiful stories about how you can be part and a role that you can play in the advancement of Jesus and his kingdom. And finally, friends, thank you so much for having me over to come and speak on behalf of the children who's got no voice. And just really thank you for even allowing me to come and express God's faithfulness and thank you for whatever it is that you're doing in investing in people's lives, whether here or somewhere else, towards this local church or community in your own sphere of influence and whatever you're doing, whether it's just loving your neighbor throughout the season. God bless you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Mesh. I really appreciate that. Where's Chevy's profile? Where did you put it there? There. You lost it. There
2: you I
0: joking. Chevy, I, I, I love that. The stories, the videos. You know, it can be so easy, because we do it most Sundays, to come in, to receive a touch, or to have our emotions stirred, and to leave and go back to normal life. I know what it's like. I, I live that every week. But I was I was thinking there about Chevy, who's eight years old. 30 euros a month. Next year, it's €360. Over 10 years until he's an adult, that's €3,600. I pay €35 a month for FlyFit. Doesn't change my life. (laughs) At all. Hardly even go. You know what? I don't even think about it. Oh, so many of us have, have have shared stories about gym memberships that we have and we don't use them and we don't go to them. We don't think about it. That gym membership could change a life. And Mage has just spent the last 30 minutes sharing with us the impact that it makes. And you know what? This is what I've heard Christians in the last five years, and I'm not talking about I'm talking about Christians have given out about how dark the world is and how messed up society is and how our education doesn't know what it's doing and our government doesn't know what it's doing. It's so easy to complain. It's difficult to start with one. But starting with one is how we change the world. Starting with one child to invest in, to make a connection with, to write letters with, to, to see grow up from eight years old to 18 years old and be able to join hand in hand with that and said, I was a part of his life. I was a part of her life. So I challenge you. I encourage you. Like there's a reason that we're doing this today. There's a reason that you're here to this, to, here today. And I'd love for you as, you as you leave here today and you'll see we have a stand, we have a group of people there. Take one, ask questions, say, I want, I want, I'm gonna just gonna do it. Don't you can you can think about it and you can overthink it and justify it and you know get a way out. But just take this opportunity. I know we've got so many finance, financial things going on, and so many different things taking our attention and taking our money and taking our finances. But we need to realize the risks are even greater for those who have less. What we may lose out on is a gym membership. We may have to shop at the, the store that we don't like. Buy the brands that we don't enjoy. That's our concern. Yeah. Yeah. These children's lives' concern is, I won't eat. Yeah. I won't have health care. So I challenge you, sponsor a child today. Take one of these. We're going to join us as a church. So we're going to say, we're we're impacting a nation. Christian churches aren't. We're impacting a nation. We're impacting thousands of children together. That's going to be our vision. That's going to be our mission and our legacy. So Lord, I thank you for every person here today. God, I thank you that you've laid it on our heart right now. 30 euros a month. For many of us, that represents 1% of our finances a month or half a percent, or a quarter percent a month. God, I just pray that even as we give and we, we um, commit to the command that you've given, given us to give 10% of our finances to the church, and oftentimes we do that. We don't always see what the return will be, or oftentimes there isn't even a return financially or beneficially to us, but we still give because you've commanded us to. So we give out of obedience. Lordy, I pray today as we, as we give, as we adopt a child and sponsor a child today, I pray that we will see the reward. We will see the benefit. And we get to join in that hand in hand with each child. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.